Welcome to STEM Punks. STEM Punks is a bi monthly podcast intended to bring science, technology, engineering, straight to your ears from our STEM Punk studio. Hang on, we'll take you for a ride that includes a whole lot of fun and a little bit of education on the side. Stay tuned. Nice to be in orbit. Welcome to another episode of the STEM Punks Podcast. My name is Joe Garut, and I'll be your host. And as always, I'm joined by my trusty colleague, Stembot. Hello, Stembot. Stembot, what happened to your voice? You said we were talking about the ocean this week, so I thought I'd dive in. Get it? (laughs) Oh, that pun is a little shallow. Let's wave it goodbye. Water, we're going to talk about today. Okay, okay. As Stembot said, this week we are going to move downstream a bit from our fishing spot and actually take a look at some oceanic science, some technology, engineering, and a little math. We sat down with our intern, Beck, and asked her what she thought would make a good podcast. She immediately brought up a topic she has been thinking about a lot, something particularly important to her future as an 18-year-old. Her suggestion was ocean cleanup. Stembot, can you cue up that interview? Anchors away, Captain! Is it doing it? Okay. My name is Beck, and I am the Stempunks intern. When I was asked about what an important topic might be for a podcast, the first thing that did come to mind was ocean cleanup, because I had heard about it so much recently because of the young man who had created the ocean cleanup program, and he was taking... What Beck is talking about here is that in 2011, Boyan Slat was surprised during a scuba diving trip in Greece by how much plastic there was in the water. He then wanted to see what was being done about it and found nothing. He decided to study the problem and came up with a solution that became the Ocean Cleanup Project. There's so much trash in the ocean that I don't think we'll ever be able to fully put a finger on how much trash is down there. It's estimated that the Great Pacific Garbage Patch is 1.6 million square kilometers. That's a gyre or vortex of plastic waste twice the size of Texas, five of which can be found in our oceans. Scientists say there are 1.8 trillion pieces of plastic in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch alone. That's 250 pieces for every human in the world. All that garbage is estimated to weigh 80,000 metric tons, or the equivalent of 500 jumbo jets. 92% of the debris isn't made up of large pieces, so it's actually hard to see from the air or even from the surface of the ocean. But it's definitely there. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, plastic is the most prevalent type of marine debris found in both our oceans and the Great Lakes. Plastic debris can come in all shapes and sizes, but those that are less than 5 millimeters in length, or about the size of a sesame seed, are called microplastics. Now, this isn't just from the plastic bottles you may be thinking about. It also includes fibers from your clothing. That warm fleece blanket or your various winter items shed as much as 700,000 fibers in a single wash. Patagonia, among others, are studying how to stop this from happening, both for the planet and for the longevity of your favorite jacket. 
What is concerning is that due to the effect of the sun's rays coupled with wave action, what is out there will turn into microplastics in a few decades. That's very disconcerting because zooplankton and other small marine life consume them and then are eaten by everything else. Thus, they permeate the food chain, possibly ending up on our dinner tables. Things get dropped into the ocean that you wouldn't expect to find in the bottom of the ocean, like furniture at the bottom of the ocean, like lawn chairs, wheelchairs, regular furniture. So we can just set up an office down there. (laughs) Essentially, yes. So, Beck, do you do something about it now, or do you wait to see what we do as adults? As someone who's 18 years old and is going to be graduating high school soon, I don't have the option to not think about this because it is my future. Um, This is the world that I'm going to be living in and possibly in the future this is the world that I'm going to bring other children into. And so we don't have a choice to not pay attention to it. The Ocean Cleanup Project you spoke of earlier has a goal of reducing the concentration of ocean plastic 50% in five years and 90% by 2040. 2040? I'll be 40 years old. Yeah, and I'll be 72, which means we both have a stake in this. Our planet needs our help in many ways. Ocean cleanup is just one way to do so. Another more important step is to keep plastics out of the ocean in the first place. We create a lot of waste. We create more waste than we think we do. It might seem rather frustrating to think that the garbage you tie up so diligently and put into your garbage bin could still end up in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Wind blows plastics out of landfills. People litter. It ends up in storm drains, into the rivers, and out into the ocean. And I kind of think that's what we're doing today with all of our trash. We take all of our trash and we throw it into the trash can, and then we put that into a bigger trash can, which goes to a landfill. And we kind of just think that it's gone, that we don't have to deal with it anymore. It's out of sight, out of mind. It kind of made me think about this Futurama episode that I had seen where in the year 2000, New York cleaned up all of their trash and they put it out into the middle of the ocean, but it never went away, and so they decided that they were going to shoot this giant ball of trash into the sky, into outer space, and they were going to forget about it for hundreds of years, and that's exactly what they did until a hundred years passed, and, oh, until four years passed. No, four hundred. (laughs) Forty thousand. Yeah. Until four hundred years passed, and... The trash ball was coming back towards Earth, and it was going to destroy New New York. What they came up with in the end was that they were going to create as much trash as they possibly could, and they were going to form a new trash ball, and they were going to send that flaming ball of trash into the sky to knock the other ball of trash into the sun and get rid of it. But in order to do that, they had to learn how to pollute again and... Fry taught them that anything could be trash as long as you throw it on the floor. They succeeded in knocking the first ball of trash into the sun and burning it up. And as they are celebrating the death of the first trash ball, Lilo turns to the professor and she asks about what happens in a hundred years when the trash ball decides it's going to come back to New New York. And the professor tells her, well, that's not our problem those in the future will have to figure it out. Like the Futurama episode, we need to get into totally out-of-the-box thinking. Although, shooting trash into outer space is not the solution. One of the hardest issues we face is plastic. I just want to say one word to you. Just 
one word. Yes, sir. Are you listening? Yes, I am. Plastics. There's a great future in plastics. Think about it. Yeah, a good idea in The Graduate, until it wasn't. Today, it's a better idea to use as little plastic as possible. It goes into landfills. Even when we recycle it, there is no guarantee that it will actually be reused. Every little choice is an environmental choice, because everything is connected. A large amount of plastic unfortunately makes its way into the ocean (coughs) and chokes its ability to absorb CO2 from the atmosphere. And right now, more than ever, we need our planet to circulate the CO2 as it's supposed to, to prevent more global warming. A new study, published in the peer-reviewed journal Science Advances, is the first global analysis of all plastics ever made, and their fate. Of the 8.3 billion metric tons that has been produced, 6.3 billion metric tons has become plastic waste. Of that, only 9% has been recycled. The vast majority, 79%, is accumulating in landfills, or sloughing off in the natural environment as litter, meaning, at some point, much of it ends up in the oceans, the final sink. If present trends continue by 2050, there will be more plastic in the ocean than fish. Can you believe that? At that rate, there will be 12 billion metric tons of plastic in landfills. And that is 35,000 times as heavy as the Empire State Building. Remember, the Ocean Cleanup Project is designed to clean up an ocean garbage patch that already consists of 1.8 trillion, that's trillion, pieces of plastic. They claim that they will have to put 60 of those massive systems in place by 2021 to get it all. The first system, System 001, which goes by the name of Wilson, was launched from San Francisco September 8, 2018. Stembot, will you please put a link to the Ocean Cleanup Project in... There's already a link in the show notes to their website. Thanks, buddy. But I think the big picture of it all is that we need to stop pretending like it's not our problem and we need to inform ourselves and educate ourselves about the ocean and the trash that's being put into the ocean and the way that our pollution doesn't just affect the land that we walk on but other habitats and ecosystems as well. And 90% of the world's habitat exists underwater. We are polluting it before even exploring it all. Beck, will you share with the listeners what you think people should do to make the world a place you can live in in the future, since we are leaving it for your generation and the generations to come? Some ways that I think that we can help fight this problem is through recycling. I think that a lot of people don't take recycling seriously, and I think that if you're going to throw away your trash and you're going to throw away plastic, I think that you should think about where it's going to go afterwards. In the previous podcast, Joe talked about best practices. I think that that's a very important thing, and I think that you can apply best practices to any situation. Mm. There is an organization, New Plastics Economy, that has a great approach to dealing with plastics. Eliminate, innovate, and circulate. Eliminate all problematic and unnecessary plastic items. Innovate to ensure that the plastics we do need are reusable, recyclable, or compostable. Circulate all the plastic items we use to keep them in the economy and out of the environment. They report that only 14% of global plastic packaging is recycled. 
That's an 80 to 120 billion, with a B, dollar business. With a capital B that rhymes with P, and that stands for pollution, which is what many corporations are not very concerned about stopping. With that much money involved, no wonder it's hard to stop that train from rolling. Yeah. Another way to say it might be reduce, reuse, and refuse. Start by asking for no straw in your drink when you're out. You have a reusable cloth bag in your car, I know you do. Don't forget to take it in. And take a small bag for your produce, or don't use one at all. That broccoli needs to be washed anyway. Eliminate or rewash your Ziploc bags. We actually just bought, from a local Hood River independent maker called Roots Wrap, some organic beeswax food storage paper. It replaces sandwich bags, plastic wrap, and plastic lids, and it doesn't require a lot of water to clean up. Buy items with minimal or no packaging. What the? Offend your eyes, lads. Show some respect. I mean, who needs all that plastic you'll just have to throw away? And, of course, pick up litter, especially plastics. Every day, we have a choice to make this world a little less wasteful. What can you do today? This is Joe Garut signing off for now. Say goodbye, Stembot. Don't I get to tell my joke? <laughs> sure. Dive in. My friend couldn't pay his water bill anymore, so I sent him a get well soon card. A get well s- Oh, well. <laughs> I get it. Water bill. Gotcha. Okay. There are a lot of links, folks, in the show notes below that'll direct you down many, many rabbit holes of fantastic information. Be sure to check them out. Thank you all so much for listening to the STEM Punks podcast. Say goodbye, STEMBot. Goodbye, STEMBot. The STEM Punks podcast is brought to you by Cottywomple Creative, dazzling the senses with an artisan's eye to create fun and sometimes functional items with a bit of whimsy. Check them out at cottywomplecreative.com. And to all of our patrons on Patreon, thank you so much for your support. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. Thank you, everyone. Also, on a local environmental note, check out the Columbia Gorge Ecology Institute, co-founded by our resident mad scientist, Bill Weiler. Their mission is to provide educational opportunities with an emphasis on stewardship and a sense of wonder in the natural systems of the Columbia River Gorge. They're at www.gorgeecology.org. Of course, there's a link in the show notes.